0: how we greet you This is what we say every day when we meet you We are Hello Herod, The band of four. We got tunes to entertain and teach
1: you say- Rom-coms, to be fair, they follow a very specific formula But, frankly, so do many other genres So when approaching a movie filled with the same tropes and formula that we're familiar with What does it take for one to stand out? One thing that comes to mind, especially for the rom-com genre is the chemistry between the leads. Another is the commitment to comedy. Let's not forget the com in rom-com. But even when those two elements are on point, what special sauce keeps someone returning to watch it again, or even just remember those special moments for years to come? Today, we're discussing the 2019 film, Always Be My Maybe. Written primarily by the two leads, Ali Wong and Randall Park, both amazing comedians in their own right, today we get to dive into some of these questions and see what stands out, if anything. Will their comedic expertise punch up the comedy factor? Will the chemistry be there? What other special elements do these two accomplished people bring to this movie? I'm looking forward to Chris's thoughts on this, and we'll be joined by a very special guest, Alicia Dara, who brought this movie to our attention. So stay tuned as we dig into Always Be My Maybe on today's episode of movies will save the world. Uh, uh. Hello, my name is Quasar. I'm the
2: beige Darth Vader. I drive from gig to gig, my 84 Plymouth K car. I stay- of
1: Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And to his right, I'm Chris Peterson. (laughs) And today we are joined by a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine, uh, Alicia Dara, who uh, chose this movie. Today we're talking about the 2019 movie Always Be My Maybe. Alicia, this was your pick, but Alicia, (laughs) thank you for joining us. This is amazing. Yeah, welcome.
0: Thanks so much for having me, fam. I'm honored to be, I think, (laughs) am I your first guest uh, second guest, I'm sorry. Oh, your second that, guest. Okay.
2: Yes, that honor <laughs> sorry. to another person.
0: Obviously, yeah, yeah. I have to do some more listening. I, I'm but, a fairly regular listener, but I, I obviously haven't gotten there. Yes, I'm honored to appear on your show. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. I will, um, if you'll permit me, I'll share with your listeners who I am and what I do. So I am a yes. speech. Sure. I'm a speech and presentation coach. It's been my job and my passion for more than 20 years. I've coached CEOs, executive directors, global VPs, and thousands of career women from around the world. My signature training is Power Voice for Career Women. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to my website, which is www.alishadara.com. I love to hear from people from all over the world. It's one of the cool parts of my job. But aside from that, I also have an extensive background in the performing arts. I was born to a family of professional symphony musicians. I went to uh, school for musical theater in New York City. I actually have appeared um, occasionally in various kinds of TV and movie situations, which I'll go into (laughs) at some point. Uh, I was just talking to Glenn about that not too long ago. Uh, Yeah, so I'm basically an artist with a lot of opinions. And uh, it's an honor to be with you
1: yeah well and uh you know all of that stuff is those are your like professional bona fides right <laughs> but um, uh in addition to that um uh alicia and i have been friends for a long time um and um, i think i talked about this at the end of our our last episode um uh, we played music together and in mm-hmm. between uh recording and writing uh often we would talk about movies so. all the time
0: like all the, <laughs> all the time, time. <laughs> yeah. it was like an obsession <laughs>
1: Yeah, one of the things that I love about um, uh, friends that I have in my life is discovering, it, it's sort of like the, there's something about like really digging movies and, 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 and whatnot that for a long time growing up it was almost like an embarrassment you know it's like oh you know this is just sort of this trivial thing right trivial passion right and then you'd come across other like-minded people and be like oh my god let's talk about every movie that has ever been made
0: yeah <laughs> the know? nerd out factor is real totally. like it's yeah. real yeah. and you can sense when somebody else has it too i could talk about movies as much as as much as i talk about music easily easily you <laughs> yeah.
1: Know? yeah 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 for sure well, so we're talking about the movie, the 2019 movie, Always Be My Maybe. Uh, oh, this is going off going well. I'm already <laughs> stumbling over my words. Uh, <laughs> always, always Be My Maybe. Um, Alicia, why don't you just set this up for us? Why Why did you pick this movie um, uh, to sure. talk about? What stands out about it?
0: Sure. Well, let me just first preface this by saying I am not a rom-com person. It is not. Okay. I don't really mm-hmm. identify that as my f- preferred genre um and and I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the comedy side of it because my Mm. funny bone lies in I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor but let's say a different part of my body (laughs) Um, and so and so and typically for movies like my favorite kind of movie my sweet spot is like a really good um compelling slightly intellectual but really meaty thriller that's like not mm. gory or violent but like right. you know something really good i just finished rewatching again uh, the film a simple man Uh, Directed by I believe it's uh, Anton Corbin who directed it starring Phil Phil Hoffman which is just you know off the charts amazing that's kind of like my sweet spot but um, I am married to someone who loves rom-coms particularly the rom-coms of the 80s and 90s which is you know we we can say it it's like bougie (laughs) white people doing bougie white people stuff
1: right (laughs) yeah sure.
0: And and some of those are classic, and I know a couple of them, and I got a couple of favorite. I mean, I would say like top ten movies for me of all time. When Harry Met Sally is probably in there because of mm-hmm. how young mm-hmm. I was when I saw it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's such a classic example of the genre, and mm-hmm. and it's my favorite movie to watch on New Year's Eve. But anyways, I am not really a rom com person, but <clears throat> during the pandemic, like everyone else, I was feeling kind of down, <laughs> and I just <laughs> I just uh,
2: really I, you were yeah. the one. <laughs>
0: just a uh, little yeah. yeah that was and not
2: I, my experience
0: yeah yes. <laughs> and god bless you chris god bless you for that um and so i just decided okay you know screw it i'm just gonna like dive into rom-coms and hmm. and so i decided that i was gonna watch as many of the netflix rom-coms as i could and let me as, tell you guys as, as i watched
1: punishment
2: or
0: something? well like i mean it was sort of like that i, I was like looking for a needle in a haystack Self-flagellation. And
1: I will, yeah. It, yeah,
0: it didn't it didn't really like go as well as I was hoping it would because a lot of these things are not very well. I mean, it's funny, they sure. actually do often have a high production budget, but in terms mm-hmm. of the story, it was so formulaic. It yeah. was very yeah. um, pat. And sort of mm-hmm. like kind of cynical in a way that I just, ugh. Mm-hmm. But, but I, will say, I, I will say one thing about a lot of these rom-coms is that they do, or at least some of them do actually um, feature really good queer characters. Which is not something mm. that our generation, which we can get into later, but it's not something that we saw a lot of on screen with our generation. So that was interesting.
3: Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I came across this movie always be my maybe which blew my mind and it is Mm. now like one of my favorite movies of all time and (laughs) um what i will say about it is that and and we can do like we're doing a fair amount of spoilers here on this podcast.
1: Yeah, right? it, this yeah, the, usually. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to this because yeah. we're going to talk about the entire thing.
0: Right, right. So so I came across this movie and I just fell in love with it immediately. It is unlike. It is simultaneously unlike any other rom-com I've ever seen, and also exactly like every other rom-com I've ever seen. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs>
0: you know? But it, it yeah. does... something Because that, that, this genre that we're talking about is highly mm-hmm. formulaic. And yeah, once you right. learn the formula, you can mm-hmm. write one with, like, you know, one hand tied behind your back with the flu. Like, it's so easy to write a rom-com, essentially, that, you know, once you know the formula.
1: That's why there's, like... A Hallmark channel, right? Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Among uh, yes, among other things, I think also probably to sell Hallmark products, presumably. But sure. yes, yes, that that is right. And so and so um, so it 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 really it does have a kind of formulaic um, situation going on, but it it finds its own kind of level Mm, within mm -hmm. that and it does a thing that i think is really sweet and funny and beautiful and and here i i've done a little research about this movie and and i learned as i suspected that many many of the um just little character parts Mm. which are all wonderfully acted like every single little interaction with a little character in this movie is priceless and wonderful most of those people are comics Mm-hmm. Um, um, Ali Long yeah. is, is, of course, a, a very yep. now very famous uh, comic, and Randall Park has a, a background mm-hmm. in comedy too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lightness there, but there's a, there's a really authentic commitment to comedy, mm-hmm. and not in the way of like, okay, here's this innocent you know, the typical ronco thing like, here's this innocent ingenue with like the wide eyes who's like, you know,
3: right, right, she's
0: got some problems, and you know, <laughs> how I don't know who's gonna solve it, love can fix it, blah blah blah. Right. It's so much more than that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and everybody is just really. really, Really darn funny. Like I actually laughed out loud, which is not a thing I usually do in a rom com ever. Mm -hmm. So um, that really caught my eye, and and I wanted to share with you. It's directed by a woman named Natasha Khan, whose work I don't know very well. She was the I believe the creator and director of Fresh Off the Boat, which is that amazing um, comedy featuring. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah.
2: Oh no! Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and it was it was
0: uh, uh, a huge, huge deal. I think I've only seen ever seen about twenty minutes of an episode, but it, it was amazing. And Randall Park was also in that show. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the movie was written by Ali and Randall and a playwright whose name I apologize, I've forgotten. He's got a big theater background, and there's some great. Um, you can really see there's some great. Like meaty dialogue and quality from that in this movie, yeah. and I believe the director also contributed as well. So I, I just love it, and I'm I'm happy to talk about it with you guys.
1: Yeah, and the other writer, uh, Michael Golomko, if I'm pronouncing that yeah. right. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, sure. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting part of this movie. The fact that it was written by Ali Wong and Randall Park, and um, and I would imagine, although I do not know this, that it was their story and their you know concept, and then. Um, the other writer may have sort of helped with kind of structure and things like that, right?
0: Well, they said a while, I think it was like 2014, Mm -hmm. Ali Park was saying something about how she excuse me, Ali Wong was saying Mm -hmm. something about how she and Rattle Park were were creating like their own kind of When Harry Met Sally Mm. and they were sort of like working on it and they really wanted to do it and then I think a whole bunch of people on Twitter were like, hey, make this movie and like Mm. somehow it, it was just that wonderful chain of events that got made. But Ali Wong's career, like to chart the the production and I think the uh, release of this movie, well, the creation production release, you have to look at the career of Ali Wong, who is who is really a gifted comic. And mm-hmm. I had watched her special. That was another thing I did, obviously, during during the pandemic. Like everybody else, I watched a whole bunch of stand-up. And, yeah, and again, yeah. here, I will say stand-up is not my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I do not, it is not a thing I have really ever enjoyed in a, in a particular way. Um, mm-hmm. But she was genuinely funny. She has a fantastic stage presence. So I had seen her special called Baby Cobra, mm-hmm. which if you've never seen, guys, you should... Ab- Have you ever seen her comedy? Her I've company? seen her
2: stand-up. I haven't seen yes. that particular special. No, I was familiar with her as a yeah a comedian. Just, yes, as a stand-up her stand-up
0: up is off the charts funny. Her She has a kind of a persona that she adopts in her stand-up that I just love. It's mm. It's like she is genuinely she's she's an incredibly powerful woman who also happens to be genuinely put upon by life, you know? And like stymied, you know, like from every direction. And she's got this righteous kind of like contempt. It it looks a little caustic, but it, it's mm-hmm. always aimed in the right direction, you know, mm. and it's so funny. It's yeah, so funny. Yeah. And she never punches down, you know, and right, I right. and I just I just love that. Um but a lot of it a lot of her comedy hinges on the um the fact that she is a very powerful woman. She mm-hmm. she doesn't you know uh, um, try to sugarcoat that. She doesn't try to minimize that. And she tells she talks about the story. That's what Baby Cobra is sort of about. I don't want to mm. give too much away because <laughs> it's so good. But she talks about the story of like how she kind of like. You know, her comedy career was like on the rise and she like met this man who became her husband and, and, you know, he was like studying to be a doctor and mm-hmm. her family was like, oh my God, like you have to like, you know, get, anyway, I'm not going to go too much of that, but, but it's amazing. Her, her standup is amazing. And this movie is really, I think the success of the movie and, and the fact that like, I don't know, 32 million people viewed it or something, you know, has a lot to do with her, who mm-hmm. she is and how, mm-hmm. and how great she is.
3: Yeah
1: yeah and and you know the the chemistry between you know both Ali Wong and Randall Park I mean you can tell that they I, I, I feel like you could tell that they know each other and work together on this outside of this right it, it really does help kind of build that, totally. that relationship.
0: And so. if there's one thing I learned, I do want to say, if there's one thing I learned from watching all of these Netflix rom-coms back to back, it's that good chemistry, yeah. good chemistry can save a rom-com. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And there's oh, yeah, one,
0: for, there's one for, for that sure. I, that another one that I found that is so thinly written, guys, it's like ridiculously bad, but the chemistry between the leads is astounding and it's called Ibiza. That's the other Netflix rom-com that I think is possibly worth something purely for the chemistry of the leads alone.
3: Interesting. That's
0: what I would say.
3: Yeah. yeah Jillian,
0: have, what's her name? The woman from um, Community, Jillian, uh, the young actress. Uh, oh, is it... Um, what's her last name? Somebody help me.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pull that. Put, did she play
2: Britta on Yes, Community? yes. Okay. She is the
0: female lead. She's the protagonist okay. mm-hmm. in that yeah. comedy. And Phoebe is her... Uh, um, uh, Phoebe Robinson is her one of her best friends, and she's mm-hmm. just so off the charts funny. But anyway, yeah, that's... The chemistry is everything, for sure.
1: Well, I thought... And, you know, Chris, both you and I had not seen this before. Um, I think that's right, right? This was your first time? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I know my wife had seen it and enjoyed it, um, but I had not seen it before. Um, and, Alicia, to sort of the point you were making, like, you know, rom-coms do follow a formula. Even, you know, as iconic a movie as uh, When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. there's still a formula to it you know definitely <laughs> you know and this this movie you get introduced to these two leads uh, early on and you assume okay well they're going to end up together so now it's just what is the journey that, that exactly. they take How does to get it, there yeah exactly um, and I think you know some of the moments in the movie that I really enjoyed were those little moments you know um those uh there's a moment that I love when uh <laughs> Marcus uh played by Randall Park and his dad, uh, uh, Harry, um, Marcus is in his bedroom, like, listening to music and smoking weed.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And his dad comes in, he's like, what are you doing? And, and Marcus says, I'm listening to mo- music and dancing in front of me and smoking weed. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's some, you know, fun little interactions like that that just, it, it sort of felt... Um, uh, like you said, sort of, you know, either heartwarming or genuine and, and th- there wasn't the kind of drama in this that, you know, a lot of movies maybe try to interject like, oh, let's make it right. a problematic ex- relationship between right. father and son. You know, there is some right. of that in Sasha Ali Wong's character with her parents, uh, for sure. Um, yes. but it didn't feel like over dramatized it felt like you know most of it was about you know the, the two main characters and, and what are they going through and where are they each at in their lives and um, and that kind of thing. So while it does mm-hmm. definitely follow <laughs> a predictable course um, it, it didn't feel like either overwritten or over exaggerated I suppose maybe is um, my thought. Chris what, what, what were some of your thoughts watching watching this for the first time? Well, we have done a rom-com
2: once before, Mm -hmm. um, which was The Lighthouse. No, it was...
3: um... (laughs) Hey, listen, the relationship
1: between those two men was real, okay? Let's not shit on that. It was a real thing.
0: (laughs) Mercy. That was bold, That was was a touching (laughs)
1: story. Um, No, we did
2: um, Safety Not Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I maybe pushed the, you know, but... Yes, I, I think it's... Well, any any film that they try to market has to be put into a genre. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how you can say, oh, I'm in the mood for blank kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you find... And there's obviously varying degrees of quality, you know? It's like, you know, we talked about, like, you know, horror has so many tropes, right? Yeah. That, you, know, if you, go, you expect certain things to happen. Right. Yeah. Or else it's, it's not a horror movie, or it's not an epic, or it's not a whatever, so... Um, You know, certainly, you know, and and like any type of movie, um, as you were saying, it's, you know, (laughs) quality varies greatly. So it was, um, you know, obviously this is a really well-written and well-acted movie. So Mm -hmm. you liked... You liked the people, and and mm-hmm. you know the, the the chemistry aspect is. <laughs> I mean, rom-coms are almost unwatchable if you could tell that there's just no chemistry right. or oh, that these two so actors hate each wow, other.
0: Wow, it's or, brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, if there's no chemistry. it's just and there's like there's a lot of them. There's y- a lot of them out there.
2: Yes, you know that you can tell they're just cashing a paycheck or whatever, mm-hmm. rather than maybe there's genuine friends friends here that enjoy each other's Oh
0: but I have to know, say okay here company. I want to interject. I think it's more I think it's more than friendship. So positive regard, I think for your co-star mm. is one thing and these people obviously have enormous positive regard for each other and friendship obviously is a base I think is a good thing. But there's another aspect which is desire. Mm. And so many movies, like forget about rom-coms, but so many movies that I see you can tell that the director has cast the leads Because because on screen, when they move together in scenes of desire, it's visually appealing Mm. and it looks, you know, sexy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so there's like this there's this kind of, you know, visual sort of, um, you know, palette, I guess, of desire that they're painting with. But there's no heat there. There's nothing real. There's no you do not feel bodily desire Mm-hmm. emanating from the screen. It's visually beautiful, but you don't feel anything, really. And, mm. and you know, there there are some movies, I think, that are are just extraordinary in terms of how far they take this and how, like, what they're trying to sell us, you know, <laughs> how bad it is. And then there are some movies that are, are the opposite direction where you can just tell. I was just talking to my husband the other day about um, the movie The Saint with Val Kilmer oh, yeah. and Elizabeth uh, Shue, yeah. which to uh-huh. me, again, like two two leads that just, like, have really nothing in common but their incredible desire for each other burns off the screen and Mm -hmm. that's why that's what like holds the movie together you know Mm -hmm. so in this movie you can really tell that there's genuine desire there Mm -hmm. and they have Mm -hmm. to interact you know they play themselves as characters i guess there are children and teenagers who play them so so for anybody listening this is a um this is a um a couple that has known each other friends who have known each other since they were um kids you know i guess nine or ten living right next door to each other in mm-hmm. the city of san francisco and um they they were really close friends and then they eventually lose their virginity to each other in yeah. that fantastic yeah. scene in the, in the carola can
1: can we pause on that for a moment because that, that that like anyone who romanticizes what losing your virginity is like should just watch that scene right it is the most awkward and, and and epitomized by the way that they're just sitting in this beat up old car and then slowly oh. try and like crawl their way into the back seat and, and and you see you know pushing against the windows and and all of that kind of stuff <laughs> that was so hilarious. True.
0: So true. It was, that was such an accurate depiction of what, of what that was like, mm-hmm. you know? And I think like the days of like, you know, you're like a young virgin and you're trying to find a place to have sex and it's gotta be someone's car and the car is oh, gross. God. And so you're trying uh, to mitigate that, you know? <laughs> like, actually, you know? I'm regretting going
1: there because now I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> I
0: know, flashbacks, right? Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what, they, it's cringy, but that's what's yeah. so great. They're, real, they're fully committed in that scene. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they, so they do that whole thing and of course it's awkward and then you know their friendship breaks up after that And Mm -hmm. so they, you know, they have to kind of go their separate ways. But but you can see they really sell it when they come back together. And there's that whole thing. There's that tension, that build up where, you know, first he's with, you know, his his girlfriend. She discovers (laughs) that he has a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she obviously we haven't even got into this yet, but she she ends up dating someone, Mm
3: -hmm. which is
0: which is if I may speak for all of us. I think I think this might be one of the top celebrity cameos of all time in any film. I I agree.
2: It's I it's I I would. Yes. I, I, okay. That was, was mild, amazing. Chris. That yeah. was
0: characteristically mild.
2: No, that was, it was amazing. Um, can we go back to, like, your... Um, some of the stuff you're saying is really probably too high concept for
3: okay.
2: <laughs> the <laughs> podcast
1: that we do. Sure. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> we just like talking <laughs> about guns and explosions. Yeah, like... Okay, yeah. Well, we I'm kidding. Have, I'm I'm kidding.
2: No, to, no, to your point on desire, I guess I... I, I, I I, I was tr- I was thinking, OK, this is way smarter than um, maybe I understood it. So I, I'm not sure what what you meant that there I guess you're saying that there's a kind of, you know, you're we're talking about like chemistry and that these two people obviously are. I mean, like as human beings, fond of each other, not just yes. as actors. Yes. Um, but that you s- were what you picked up on a vibe that was more than just like, you know, they were, you know, they are about buddies or whatever um you know or you know professional actors sir but also that there's because i actually honestly i mean i didn't the chemistry i saw between them felt genuine for sure and and, and it it wasn't forced but um i guess i didn't understand that like Maybe well, it's just your definition of desire, or how sure,
0: you experienced sure. so, I
2: mean, it in the movie was different than maybe what I experienced.
0: Sure, sure. And and this actually brings up another subject that I wanted to actually discuss here too, which I think is important. But but so what I'm saying is that there's there's the chemistry of ease when you have. A good um, background with someone, you have a good friendship with them, you have good positive regard for them. And that, I think, makes the whole thing, you know, sort of all the dialogue and the scenes you have to do them, I think it makes it very genuine. But there's yeah. sexual chemistry as well. And the point I was trying to make is that there are rom coms that are trying to sell us you know, sexual chemistry that is not there. Mm. And everything looks choreographed. Mm -hmm. Everything is choreographed to look (laughs) visually interesting, but it is not, but you don't feel that heat burning off the screen. But this is genuinely hot. Like these people are hot, you Mm -hmm. know, they're hot for each other. And I appreciate that in this story that hinges on their, you know, rediscovering each other. It's so important that that they are able to go beyond that friendship because they didn't have, if you think back to like that whole scene we just discussed of like losing the opportunity, like I don't think anybody, I don't know, horniness is one thing, but like actual like, adult chemistry that's a different thing Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, and they actually find their way back to that and and a lot of that comes from i think the way the movie sets it up and portrays it a lot of that comes from the tension of discovering that that the other is desirable desired by someone else sure sure you know and so that kind of turns them toward each other but then when they finally meet it's actually really hot um so i was thinking When I woke up this morning, I was thinking back to um, to our generation. We're all Generation X, I believe. Yeah. And I was trying to think about, I was trying to think if there was an Asian leading man that I could just come up with, like off the top of my head, that was ever featured as as like a a a romantic lead Mm. in a movie, like with a sex scene Mm -hmm. of our generation. And the only one I could come up with is Keanu Reeves and here he is in this movie (laughs) so I was kind of like it just took me a minute like I really had to think about it I remember there was a moment Glenn do you remember Jason Scott I believe his name is Jason Scott Lee who was in Exit the Dragon the the biopic about um about uh, uh Bruce Lee
1: I don't but go on
0: Yeah, so he was really just, oh my lord, he was smoking hot on screen. And he had a moment, he was in Exit the Dragon, he was in um, a film, oh gosh, was it called At Home at the End of the World? I can't remember. A a sort of French European movie. Anyways, he was the only one that came to mind. I could not think of an Asian leading man. They really give Randall Park Mm -hmm. like that treatment in this movie, Mm -hmm. and I really appreciated that. I was like, wow, like this is a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Now I think there are many more Asian leading men that Mm -hmm. we can point to that are amazing. Who's the guy from? Oh Lord, oh my husband makes fun of me. The guy from Crazy Rich Asians, Henry. Actually, that was the
2: first mind. That that was the first mind. That was the first name. Or a movie that came to mind when you said what other examples? That was the only movie I could think of. Was um,
0: yes, and, and I, it and is. I, it's worth pointing out that that movie, if I'm not mistaken, is the only movie with an all Asian cast to mm-hmm. be released, like widescreen and big production. I think in the last fifty years or something. Yeah. It's it's off the charts. But anyway, the point I'm making is. The sexy time in this movie is really hot. If you can get past the cringy part at the beginning. If you can get past the, cringy part, the, <laughs> get past the well, cringy part when they're losing their virginity.
1: You know, it's I don't know what this says about me. Um, maybe a lot. and Maybe more than I want to share on this podcast. But when you were talking about sort of putting beautiful people into a movie where there just isn't that chemistry there isn't that and not to your point not just chemistry but there's not that sort of visceral, vis gosh visceral yeah, visceral tangible <laughs> desire right <laughs> the movie that came to me to mind to me as an example of where that isn't there is top uh-huh. top gun
3: <laughs> oh. and, and
1: oh. we're not here to talk about top gun but that that <laughs> moment in that movie just always felt Kilmer
2: and Tom Cruise
1: (laughs) okay okay I was the volleyball
2: scene I I get it
3: Uh,
1: no there was I yeah in the volleyball scene I'm on board but you're Uh, talking about um um, yeah um uh, Tom Cruise and shoot I can't remember the actress I just had her name on the yeah Kelly McGillis yes yes thank you thank thank you, you thank you yeah yeah That to me felt. That to me is the kind of thing that feels so like staged, overproduced. There's nothing here beyond, you know. Let's just put two beautiful people together and and make sure sure they're
3: lighting
2: and all that kind of stuff. So I I completely (laughs)
3: agree. Yeah. But in that
2: way, I mean, that's just a lot of movies shoehorn these artificial romances. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is not a rom com. Well, to me, it isn't. It. I mean, except for the part I already stated. Going back to has that volleyball no scene, man. Re- real sexual tension.
1: It was. In it movie. was yeah. the arc between yeah. Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. That's why yes. it's a rom-com.
3: Yeah. And there
0: is a queer reading. There is yeah. a oh, magnificent queer reading of Top Gun that everyone should know about yep. and everyone should do. It's wonderful. I, um, but I, but but you know it is it is you know subtext. I,
1: I have seen that. Uh, on stage, uh, Brown Derby here in Seattle oh, does an oh, wow. awesome Top Gun. Uh, anyway, all right, sorry. Yeah, somebody Chris.
0: wrote an academic paper yeah. about it, I think, that was widely <laughs> circulated on Twitter a few years ago, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, it's the stuff of academia now. <laughs>
1: uh, so we have alluded to the, the cameo um, uh, played by Keanu Reeves, playing himself to an extent sort of yeah yeah but we've got to talk about it because it's it's an amazing part of the movie and 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 yeah. alicia i think you said one of the greatest um in your easily. opinion yeah yeah cameos of, of someone sort of portraying themselves in a almost self-deprecating definitely self-deprecating uh, co- <laughs> yeah, comedic I fashion <laughs> i don't I know why i said easily. almost
2: yeah like his his you know
1: what we know about him as a
2: as a person you know as close as i am to him too um, (laughs) that he's playing against type it's very much i think the anti uh, Mm -hmm. keanu reeves yeah it was it was it was hilarious it was so yeah
0: right off the bat as soon as he walked in and that track starts playing. So he enters the movie at a point where there's been an awful lot of action that has already happened to bring our two yeah. protagonists together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so we already know that uh, um, Marcus, uh, played by Randall Park, is, is uh, in this band and it's the same band that he's been in since high school and... Yeah. Ali has Ali has been able to, or excuse me, uh, Sasha has been able to see this band because she moved back to the city of San Francisco where they're all from briefly Mm -hmm. so she could open this restaurant. We didn't say she is a chef. She's a restaurateur. Yeah. And a celebrity chef, they call her in the film. Yeah. Right. So there's already been this buildup. And so she she discovers, you know, that he's got this girlfriend and the girlfriend is like got some issues that are sort of questionable in her mind. (laughs) Hmm. Although really, really, the girlfriend to me just seemed like every artist I've ever known. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Totally. (laughs) I got a little bit of that vibe, too, where you're just like, I'm hearing all the words that you're saying and I'm taking them in. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, it's interesting. Uh, But I get it to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, but I mean, again, like, uh, that's easily uh, easily half of the artists I've ever known in my life. I, I was not, It was not that big a deal for me. I was like, oh, yeah, there's that archetype. It's great. Mm-hmm. But somehow, Ali, the look on her face when they're standing outside the club and the girl, like, approaches her to hug her, the look on her face is just so fantastic. <laughs> she's, like, so repulsed. And she plays that bit where she, because the, the woman, his girlfriend has these, like, dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. she plays the bit, like, she's got the hair of the dreadlocks in her mouth so, so good, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so all this stuff has happened and, you know, there's been this whole, um, you know, moment they go to the uh, family party and she has that kind of, you know, like meltdown Mm -hmm. and she sort of like figures out, okay, I need to change this paradigm that I'm in and all this stuff. And so she kind of like she just announces to him that she's got this boyfriend that she meets. And so, and so (laughs) she decides, she decides that they should, he he says, let's go on a double date or she says, let's go on a double
2: date. Yeah. She says that. And and
1: Alicia, I'm sorry to interrupt, but one of the things too, right before she makes that announcement is like Randall, uh, sorry, Randall Marcus, um has already sort of teed himself up to be like i'm just gonna come clean and sort of like tell you what i think about you right that's
0: right no and, that's right yeah yeah she, they
1: need the market yeah right right and then she's yeah. like well what's your news i was like never mind no, nothing he's like oh never
0: mind yeah she's like well i met somebody and he's awesome and like let's double date so they yeah. they enter this restaurant and can we just guys for just a minute can we talk about this fucking restaurant <laughs>
1: Yeah, go for this it.
0: It's so horrible.
1: It's 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 as if you wanted to serve food in a clean room. Like you know, you you've got to have like a hazmat suit to walk in. Everything oh, it looks is like spotless. a morgue. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. like
0: you're eating in a morgue. And the food that they serve in this restaurant, it's the it's like the worst of the worst kind of gastro. Uh-huh, I don't yeah. know what do they call that like gastro or gastronauts yeah. or whatever. yeah what I don't know whatever so it's like foam and like mm-hmm. jelly and there's like they set the plate down and they go here's the all the all black you know course yeah, and it's like uh, that horrible squid <laughs> pasta with yeah. like what what's on there I don't know so they're in there but Keanu that's when Keanu makes his entrance right. and it's all slow-mo mm-hmm. the whole thing it's it's meant to play up the fact that he's you know this massive celebrity and yeah. then he goes into this shit it's like so amazing I can't even like he's like someone else has got a talk i can't he, even describe it
1: oh he's got glasses on and they're like oh i didn't know you wore glasses like no there's no lenses in them I was just oh, right right. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> yeah. but it really is like a good if you were to you know satirize what you would expect a a you know high-end actor what their personality was going to be he's already like oh i've already picked out the i I don't remember exactly what he says but you know that that type of persona of like Oh, I've talked to the owner. They're good with us. I picked out our menu for us. You know, oh, I already took care of the bill. It was $6,500, by
3: the and way. And the
0: shit that he says yeah. in the scene is so outrageous. Like, what is his line? She says something like, the girlfriend says something like, Marcus's girlfriend is just like, you know, like... So starstruck by this guy. Right. oh, you were the biggest star I've met or something. And he goes, the only stars that matter are the ones that you see ones. in your dreams. <laughs> <Or> star- <Yeah. laughs>
2: I, I did laugh out loud at that point. <laughs> I, I thought that was, and it that just, was really well written it, and delivered.
1: Yeah, and it plays right into that stereotype, right? Which is like, I'm going to choose to somehow like portray my stardom as but i'm really deep and i really think about things and oh you know God. That kind of thing yeah but
0: of course it's the shallowest right channels, exactly right?
1: it's like i read this uh, another hallmark callback and th- i read this on the back of a hallmark card and oh
2: yeah
0: totally. that's totally. really cool it's it's no it's, it's
2: just a bunch of pretentious gibberish yeah there and, you go um, thanks chris it's <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's so fun
0: that's it's, the stuff but just when you think it can't get any worse, they go back to his hotel.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and that hotel, that scene to me, I didn't see any of that coming and i just loved it i think i rewatched that scene like five times just to (laughs) kind of like figure out what's happening there it was so great they play that they play that game he's like oh the stunt coordinator on john wick (laughs) me this game it's like it's basically like this ramped up version of truth or dare you know they're like trying to like oh yeah (laughs) and i so so insane
1: and i did love that you know marcus is like I'm so sick of this guy, and I'm not even going to hide it anymore, you know? Totally,
0: yeah, because they get drunk, well, yeah, they're all so drunk. Yeah. And oh, then he Keanu said, said
1: he would kill him, so that
0: was why like... No, no, that's right. They said, like, who would you, who in this, that was one you, of the peculents in the game. Who in this room? Who in this room would you kill? And they all, they all said Marcus. I know, even yeah, his know. girlfriend
1: said Marcus.
0: <laughs> I know. She's like, well... <laughs>
2: Actually, the part that I thought was the funniest, like, who have you had sexual fantasies with? And they all, like, say the weirdest stuff. Like, oh,
0: that was a Tongue (laughs) Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, Wilder. (laughs) 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 what is happening in this room? And then, and then, and then, then Keanu starts to sense and he starts to ramp him up. He starts to go, y- you're feeling something, right, Marcus? You want him, yeah. man. Just do it. And then the music rises and it's that horrible song. Glenn, what is that song? What is that song? Oh, um,
3: crap. I didn't uh, write We it can't down. sing
0: it because we don't have the rights. But it's, <laughs> it's that song. Like, Just know Generation X, if you're listening, if you hear that song, you'll get the joke. It is that song. And it ramps up and they actually, and he actually punched Keanu. Right. I know.
1: Which comes back later when he's like it yeah really i actually does. did that <laughs> yeah
0: yep, yep and did you guys watch the whole credits of the movie
1: uh i watched them i watched the couple of like uh, little there was a little pieces of things yeah, yeah. until the oh. full credits rolled but it, was there something after the
0: oh oh no did yes. we miss something you missed it i should i'm so sorry i should have <laughs> i should have told you about to watch the credits so in the credits of the movie his band actually does a song. They perform an original song called Best Believe I Punched Keanu Reeves. Oh, wait, no, I think I
1: saw that. Yeah, yep. I think I saw that. Okay, yeah. good,
0: good. So so what I read about this is that they had to get Keanu's permission to actually do this. And Randall Park well, sure. actually like contacted him. And not only did he say yes, he actually made suggestions for lyrics, which they used in the oh, song. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> so, so it's great. But in this cool. scene, there's like this massive like fight that breaks out. And then yep. they have to break it up. And he goes, don't worry, I'll call you an Uber. And then, of course, the joke is... <laughs>
1: But he called him like a, a bargain Uber or something like that. Yeah, Uber like pool. the
0: yeah Uber pool. Yeah. That's right. Oh, right, pool. And there's
1: yeah. somebody in the front seat, and there's like yeah. uh, you can just <laughs> let me out here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that whole sequence of events was so brilliantly yeah. written. It was so brilliantly shot. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. it. I, just, I like I said, I watched it five times. I was just blown away by how great it was. And then Keanu sort of disappears for like right. the rest of the movie. Right. He's that he's out. Right. He's out.
2: No, he did his. He did his part. You know mm-hmm. to. That's the instigator to get them back together in a sense. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it was, totally. It was totally. It was a great way to do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can see, you can see what a like. I, I mean, I think anyway. You can see what a good-hearted person he is. What how game he is to kind of like deconstruct all that stuff. I think oh, that takes yeah. a lot of courage. You know. T- totally. I think it takes a lot of courage to do that, and and he did it so so well.
1: I I, th- <clears throat> I think so too. I mean, sp- you know, I have no idea what it would be like to be a public figure like that, right? But. um you see so many people in the spotlight that, you know, their image and their reputation and all that kind of stuff is, is so important because they're being compared to everyone constantly. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, uh, scrutinized and all that kind of thing. And so, you know, the, the person like the, those rare individuals that stand out as, you know, you're just a, a complete and good human being. Um, Uh, you know, it, it's, it's sad how few of those (laughs) I can name off, you know, the top of my head.
0: No, I know. But I think it's also worth mentioning too. Like, I I think, I think that the, the industry itself, like Mm -hmm. the celebrity industry, if you be, if you remain a really good, open-hearted, genuine, genuine, generous, Mm -hmm. gregarious, loving person, Mm -hmm. it's, it's despite that system, not because of it. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure totally because it
0: turns you into an asshole right. i mean that's we've like we've seen this with all kinds of people in the media mm-hmm. this year this year alone there's been so many of them you know
3: yeah.
0: and i'm not going to name names but we know who i'm talking about <laughs> um and uh <laughs> so, no, so, i want to
1: name names we, i don't know who you're talking about we <laughs> uh, we i think i know who you're talking about alicia and we named him yeah. on a previous episode and i was like yeah. oh, it's okay. the only right, actor now, poll right. i can make and i don't want to talk about him right now <laughs> gotcha all right
2: now yeah, it's clicking yeah. go ahead you know
0: just just one small example i think <laughs> mm-hmm. there's plenty and also and also fame and celebrity can really drive you to an early grave which, oh, yeah. which happens I totally a lot, know you know yeah so the fact that this guy <laughs> has managed to like you know keep his head above water and mm-hmm. keep his heart above water is pretty amazing and, and I, I just I love that I think that's great so I have a question that I want to put to you guys about something that bothered me in this movie and I want to know what you think about this okay so Go this is a thing that I see um, whenever there are women who are portrayed on screen as being very, very good at their job, like they're, you know, like she's, she's portrayed, portrayed as being a celebrity chef, but you don't become a celebrity chef overnight. You have to mm-hmm. work incredibly mm-hmm. hard. My mm-hmm. one problem, my quibble with this movie and with this character is that I would have liked to have seen more of her at work, her more of work. her actually, her hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you guys think about that?
1: I think that's a totally fair point. I don't, Maybe I'll just dive in here and then, Chris, curious about your thoughts. But I, I I, think that's totally fair. And I'm thinking about a bunch of other movies that I've seen, even, you know, movies about chefs, right? Like the movie Chef, for example, um, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, w- mm-hmm. where... So much of it is their sort of toil and the the years that they spend you know in the trenches and um the you know the passion that they that they put into it um you're right that's that is lacking from this movie i mean we we are introduced to her fifteen years later, and she's already this celebrity chef and we do see you know the work that she puts in in terms of you know okay, so here's an interesting maybe it's not interesting here's a thought that I had. <laughs> much of much of what you see her do in this it's like the 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 design and the marketing of it and the the presentation of it you know yeah and not the sort of you know blood sweat and tears where you're just like chopping vegetables for 15 hours and and doing all of the the work that someone has to do to get to that level to test out different dishes and, and that kind of thing Right. Um, And so it's interesting to me that the parts that they portray is more of the, what you might perceive as the softer side of the business. I don't know if that's a fair thing to say, well, but you know what I mean?
0: I think it was, I think there's a, like, it, it just felt a little bit thin. There is a, mm-hmm. there is a moment where she is at home. Um, when she first moves to San Francisco, she's at home and she cooks herself this meal and she's trying and tasting different things. And That's then true. she decides she's going to yep. go see Marcus's right. show, mm-hmm. which I guess is like one little scene, sort of a concession. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Chris, what are you what are your thoughts about that?
2: All right. Um, I, it's going to seem a bit of a tangent, but I eventually will get, <laughs> get <Okay. laughs> to answer your question because it, it is something that um, and it's going to take me 20 minutes. So hang on. <laughs> okay.
0: Um
2: I'll edit all, there, there, all out. Don't worry about it. But there was, I'm and this have actually
0: to
2: see is, 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 at some point, Chris. Just FYI. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's Please <fine>. go on. <laughs> um, no, if, it's not really, and this isn't a. Uh, it's just, it's not a critique. It's just an observation of how they chose to tell the story, um, rather than, you know, obviously, you know, it's. I I think the <laughs> for one I think. I, I think chefs are interesting and their jobs are kind of interesting, especially yeah. ones who are creative and, and trying to explore cuisine. Um, but to go back a little bit um, in, the, in the story is that, you know, each of them, our leads here, um, have experienced loss in different ways. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Marcus losing his mom. And then Sasha just never really, <laughs> never, it's not really that she didn't lose it. She just never had it. Like the mm-hmm. the involved, it, they portray very clearly the her parents are absent in her mm-hmm. life, especially mm-hmm. growing up. And you can see on, on one on one story arc, you know, how that has shaped and formed Marcus as an adult, you know, the decisions he's made, you know, the limits he's put on himself, his, you know, how his worldview changed through his mother dying. And then the other side, you have Sasha. And I, and I asked my wife this when I was, you know, after we had watched it and, or At some point saying, you know, I I would be curious to know if, you know, having not having her parents, you know, was that something that drove her to prove herself, you know, to to work harder than other people? You know, obviously she's smart um, and they kind of tie in the things that she learned from Marcus's Mm -hmm. family that obviously entered into her, you know, development as a chef and how she her relationship with food. Mm-mm. Um, so yeah, there, there is a part that I think, yeah, it didn't really, it showed more of that, that side of Marcus's mm-hmm. story, but it didn't develop, um, Sasha's to the same, to, in my opinion, the same extent, because mm-hmm. yeah, to be, to be a chef is plain hard work from the people I know that do it. Um, it, it's obviously takes it's, it's a lifetime commitment for one, but also you work hard every day to do that. Right. Um, but I don't know if it was, you know, it may or may have not been needed since it really wasn't about being a amateur rap artist or being (laughs) being a celebrity chef. You know, the movie isn't about those worlds. Um, But I never got the impression like, oh, no, Sasha, she just got everything handed to her and his life was easy Mm -hmm. and everything was golden. No, I I guess I just took for granted that she paid her dues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to to get to get through that, um, you know, she earned it.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that concept of like hyper competency which I think really is something that that people develop when they're when they're under let's say underparented the way mm-hmm. that's it's, it's openly spoken about mm-hmm. um, in this movie it also occurs to me too that her boyfriend at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what kind of like sets off this whole thing. Her boyfriend at the very beginning of the movie, played by another gorgeous guy, I Daniel know. day Kim Oh my yeah. God, do you do you, <laughs> you guys remember cool him dad. from Lost?
2: Yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 That's that's um, where I remember him most from. Smoking yeah. 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 hot. Yeah. Smoking yeah.
0: hot. That it's just like incredible. Every I, I mean everybody on that everybody on that show was I, pretty smoking hot. But like <laughs> I,
1: I'm I'm down for everyone in this cast, even up to uh, Marcus's father. He's a good-looking man as well.
2: Yeah. He's. Oh, yeah.
0: he's and he's, was, a, he's a great cool. actor and yeah. comedian, that yeah. guy. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. But anyway, her, her boyfriend in the beginning is like this older guy. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's Wait. obviously very superficial. He, they don't really have a close, loving relationship. <laughs> like, everything you're saying, Chris, I think actually really corresponds with that sort of paradigm as well, where maybe, you know, you're, you don't really have a lot of trust in intimate relationships, mm-hmm. and so you choose someone that's like maybe, you know, like kind of older th- and distant like maybe your parents were you know stuff like that.
1: Yeah there's the line where uh, his, her boyfriend is described as a very young 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know that was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, all right, I don't know what that means but she's what 25 at this point something like that. When, I don't we, know.
0: when we watched that I turned to my husband and I looked at him I'm like that's you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go over?
0: Well you yeah, know there was some Grumbling that we came around. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, that was great. Um, and then, uh, oh, oh, okay. Can we take a minute and talk about the band? Yeah. Randall Park's band, Marcus's band, uh-huh. in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, did you guys? Did you figure out what the name means?
1: Well, the band is named Hello Peril,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and I know I what I associated that with was Yellow Peril
3: yeah yeah yellow peril is the, the
1: first thing yeah. i thought of yeah. yeah and the it the i don't know if it's funny or not or a sign of our times when i was in high school growing up in in california there was a a primary predominantly asian rap band that named their band yellow peril so that was like yeah. oh yellow peril i love those guys but you know yeah. super underground never went anywhere but anyway go on
0: Yeah, no, I was familiar with the term because I'm born and raised in Vancouver, Canada, which has quite Mm. a large Mm -hmm. uh, Asian population. When I was growing up there, it was predominantly Hong Kong, Chinese and and South Asian Mm -hmm. as well. Although we have really also quite a a large uh, Japanese population, too. But I mean, I heard a lot. I heard that term thrown around a lot. I mean, there was a lot of racism there and there still is. Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was uh, just a very unique choice. And the songs, <laughs> the original songs that were written, I guess, by Randall Park and his friends were so great. Yeah. And their performance is so kind of like open hearted. They have such a good vibe. They're great musicians. So the guy on the bass in that band is the rapper Lyrics Born.
1: Lyrics Born.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Who I... I yeah. can't yeah.
1: believe I missed that. I love
0: lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was right. Quasar in, um, yeah.
1: in,
2: uh, hello peril. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know that much about I mean, I mean, oh I know what God. everybody else knows, but I don't know much about them, but you know, very, very big, you know, respect for, for that whole situation. And, um, the band together is really great and their chemistry, their vibe is really great. And, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's like I, funny like i loved it, i'm sorry i loved was it ginger
1: who was the one who was always like can we talk about the dynamic of the band right now
0: <laughs> yes yes she's like i'm mad at two but people did you, and one of them is me <laughs> <laughs> she was also, but actually
2: uh, no she, ginger yeah was she it was, ginger i think it was yeah i think yeah. it was wasn't it yeah. yeah but park actually co-wrote these songs with um, yeah. dan the automator Oh, That's, oh, uh, oh there no you go. kidding. That's Yeah, awesome. yeah exactly. So Damn. I thought, you know, I know. It's like this crazy amalgamation of mm-hmm. like. So
0: they you know, took it pe- really people. seriously, which I liked because yeah. I think if you're going to, especially for characters, these are two characters who's whose development, personal development and then their their development, presumably as a couple, really hinges on yeah. these these passions that they have, right. you know. Right. And her right. and her insistence that he's very talented, that he's mm-hmm. that this band could go somewhere if they you know, he would just, I don't know, maybe stop smoking weed and like, you know, <laughs> decide that he's yeah. gonna break out of this one little club that they was but right. you know, she's like very supportive. She really believes in him and that that also cements our understanding of mm-hmm. how great they are too, you yeah. know. And um, I love that part I really loved the overall kind of um, every time they talked about each other's work, Mm. there was like some crackle and spark there that Mm -hmm. I thought was great, that I thought was really great and really reflects a lot of (laughs) a lot of what I know to be true about like (laughs) being a woman who has like a sort of a high powered career and 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 is also an artist. And and I guess in a sense, I kind of do what both of those characters do in some way. Well, um, I, I, and I appreciated that. It was very real.
1: Yeah, I remember watching a TED Talk once, and oh my gosh, it's going to kill me that I can't remember the name of the woman who gave it. It's a very well-known woman, but she was talking about what keeps, you know, passion alive in marriages over, you know, decades, right? And
0: Oh, that's Esther Perel. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you for
1: that. Yes, that's exactly the right person. And one of the things that she said is like, You have to be able to kind of, like, look at your partner to a certain extent and be somewhat separated, but be able to view what they do uh, in awe a little bit, right? Yes! So I can sort of, like you know it's like even Mm -hmm. if you've been together Mm. for years right if I see them doing what they love or I see them you know Mm -hmm. um, where they excel you can sort of stand back and and see them the way that you first saw them right Um, Right. and so I think you know there's a lot of that kind of respect between these two people and that's probably a big part of what keeps bringing them back together beyond just the fact that you know they grew up together right Um, that kind of mutual admiration Um, definitely before we stop talking about the band um, we also have to talk about uh, the last band member, Tony, um, uh, played <laughs> yes. by, uh, right. I, I'm not going to get this pronunciation right. I apologize, but, uh, Karan Sonny, I believe maybe I is uh-huh. how you that's say what it. I, yeah. That's um, what I said. And this will be another callback to our other rom-com that we did. Cause he was also in, uh, he was in, uh, uh yeah. Safety night, <laughs> <laughs> safety night
2: guarantee. guarantee. Yes. Oh,
0: he was. Wow. Yep. I've never yeah. seen that movie. I don't, I didn't
1: yeah. know that. Yeah.
2: He's, oh, that's, oh yeah. That's still the best rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no but that that is definitely worth um it, it's a fun movie and um it yeah. also has a great cast mm-hmm. and um he is that's like one of his first roles i'm pretty sure yeah that i mean <laughs> safe not guaranteed but he's he's such a good sidekick in movies he's, like in um in deadpool yeah. one and
1: two and he's a great um, actor and he's just brings he, a great presence he, to he, um and everything. energy he's to a, you yeah. know, Uh, I'm worried about him getting typecast a little bit in in terms of the, like you said, sort of the side side character, but um, uh, I think there's enough there with him to to take on bigger parts in, in, in movies. He's really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, he's very charismatic. Like yeah. Every oh, single one of totally. his lines really pops. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. He's, he was great. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, You sure. didn't even
2: notice I lost 50 pounds. Like,
0: <laughs> like, yeah, where did that like, come like, from? I, I mean, mean just, just think so how, how
2: ridiculous that, that is. Like, <laughs> 50 pounds is like a whole person's worth of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, he really just, like, sold where, that. He really that. Yeah. Where, yeah. where, where Marcus's head is at, you know? Totally. Totally. Great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, Alicia, this is clearly a movie that you've got a lot of passion for, but I want to know, um, since we've already talked about the Keanu scene, and I don't know how right. it gets much better than that, what is your yeah. key scene? What is the key scene for you in this movie?
0: Okay, so I actually have two. Oh, okay. I actually have two All key right, scenes, well, and they're both small.
1: It. Cheating.
2: They're
0: both small, and, and they, <laughs> they sort know. of book in the movie, I think, or, or almost book in the movie. Okay. So And okay. they and they sort of relate to each other, I think, in a very in a very cool way. So the first one is the scene after she's had the big meltdown at the party in front of the Mm -hmm. kids and everything. And then she and Marcus Uh, go to this, they go to this um, restaurant, this Chinese restaurant Mm -hmm, uh, in the neighborhood. And they yes. sit down, and she's like venting, blah 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 blah. This sucks, and I'm never going to mm-hmm. do anything, and I should just freeze my eggs or whatever the whole sort of diatribe is. <laughs> and um, he starts ordering all this food,
1: right, and right. she says,
0: "I don't even know why we go here. This place sucks." And he goes, right. "No, this place is awesome. Like, mm. and just try it." And so she stuffs a gigantic dumpling in her mouth, and she's like, "Wow, this is incredible." And he goes, "Yeah, you painted this mm-hmm. whole thing with the same brush, you know?"
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And and that's like a moment where I think she her character really starts to kind of look in on herself in a deeper way yeah and to say maybe nothing is what I thought it is you know maybe mm. I was wrong about a lot of things that I mm-hmm. you know maybe my convictions are, are not are not accurate you know and and so I think that's the kind of key scene that enables her to pivot to to a deeper and more self true genuinely authentically self reflective place to pivot if you will away from the girl boss kind of inside her, if I can use that horrible term, and, and kind of go for something that is really a lot more real and be more real with herself. And there is what I believe is actually a corresponding scene, kind of, Mm-hmm. Right at the end of the movie where her parents actually come to visit her unexpectedly in New York and her right, parents right. we should say are always popping up on her. In this movie.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. They're always just showing yeah. up.
0: They're like retired and they, you know, they it's they're they're able to travel, I guess, but they're always showing up and there's always kind of this dialogue about like, you know, mm-hmm. did you did you how did you get here? Did you like take a cab? Did you tip the cab driver? Like of course not. <laughs> you know, there's like a lot of kind of like dialogue about that, you know. But mm-hmm. they but they show up at the end, at the very end in her apartment. And, and there's a, there's like a confrontation, you know, between mm-hmm. them almost. And, and they say, look, you know, because, because she really sort of confronts them and says, look, you, you were never there. You, she says, mom, you left me alone in the house for an entire day, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And she said, look, Sasha, like, we really want to let you know that we've changed. And they whip out this receipt from her restaurant in New York mm-hmm. that they've just eaten at, I guess, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they like paid full price and didn't price. mention that, she was, that they were related mm-hmm. to her and they paid a big tip and stuff. And they <laughs> present this piece of paper as a way of saying, look, you know, we are transforming. And I mm. think right at that moment, like this character goes through, and I think both these characters go through yeah. genuine transformation that is catalyzed mm-hmm. by each other, which is, I think, again, a trope and yet also happens to be somewhat true, I believe, mm-hmm. in terms of love in in the real world. <laughs> and, and so in that moment she really sees like okay maybe i really do i do i really can change you know maybe i really Mm -hmm. can change maybe once again everything that i thought was true doesn't have to stay the same and that's that's the part that's right before she goes spoiler at the end right before she goes to the uh the final big award show in new york she wins a national award for best you know celebrity mm-hmm. chef or something it's food, food and wine awards i think something very prestigious yeah it's a food and wine thank you yeah, i'm yeah. making it sound little it's not it's huge and there's this great <laughs> big red carpet in front of the met or whatever it is and she's out there and you know that's when marcus shows up in the typical rom-com right. fashion oh can i just say by the way in that speech <laughs> that he says <laughs> yeah. at the end <laughs> then yeah. he, goes, he says i was totally wrong about things and i want to be with you and then he goes i want to have a lot of sex with you and he yeah, goes I, know. I regret saying that now yeah, maybe i should
2: have said people. that part but the rest of- right right because
0: yeah. it's in front of like this massive crowd of people, and like. Like the press yeah. and everything he's standing on one side of the red carpet the velvet rope yeah. and she's on the other being photographed anyways so those those scenes are qu- they're quiet you know but mm-hmm. they're but mm-hmm. they're really important and i think those scenes really matter in this movie i think without them the movie would not land with as much emotional punch as it does
1: yeah no that those are great picks and and just to <laughs> just i love that i love the moment where marcus goes to get a suit And, you know, they, like, give him the price tag and he's like, it's like, what, $12,000 or something like that?
0: Tom Ford. He goes to Tom Ford.
1: And then he goes to, yeah, exactly. And then he goes to the, you know, whatever it's called, the the bargain base, you know, it'd be like the men's warehouse equivalent, right? Totally. Yeah, like, try (laughs) and save or (laughs) something, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I think, you know, I think, isn't, isn't that one of the hardest things, especially as you get older, to do to like look back at yourself through a lens of is everything that I believe wrong, or maybe not everything, but these certain things. I mean, yeah, that is just I. I struggle with that. I yeah, you know, and and and. And, and I love that moment where she's like, oh my God, this is really good food. And, and I'll speak, by the way, I really want to eat those dumplings, but you know, so not only is it a, you know, a, a growth point for her character and, you know, and, and, and Marcus has his own growth points too, you know, that he comes to later and deciding, you know what, I actually do want to be with you and that's more right. important than, you know, feeling like I have to stay here with my dad and, and, and I, you know, can't move out beyond that. Um, but you know, the, the willingness to examine that within yourself. Yeah. And the
0: courage it takes. It's, it's a lot. It's it.
1: And it's just like, I mean, I, it, it, it's the courage, but it's also the, also the the humility, or almost like surrender, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. like you know, I, this isn't working for me. I've I've built my life around these certain uh, beliefs, and I, at some point, I have to come. You know, I either have to stop being stubborn, <laughs> you know, or come to the realization right. that right. like, you know, uh, this actually isn't. Uh, what's working for me, so.
0: I mean, I think um, as we age, that's a really good point, Glenn. And I think as we age, it gets harder and harder to do that. We can become almost calcified in our beliefs totally. about everything, including mm-hmm. love, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think if we're really lucky, then then that's that's part of the purpose that having a loving and supportive partner serves in our life, if we can state it that way. That's part of yeah. what that per- the, the purpose that that person serves is to to keep us in a place where we are aware of our, of our vulnerability and of our you know flaws and, and we can remain open and curious mm-hmm. as uh, as we age about about the world still and about ourselves even mm-hmm. and and again you know i think that's that's what love i think that's one of the many things that love is for
1: yeah
2: yeah i um, that 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 scene where they're at the the, the first one you mentioned they're at the
0: the Chinese the restaurant,
2: yeah. yeah, and and you know, I I thought that was, I mean, that was that was actually something I I kind of had in my notes and I was trying to think if there's a way to bring it in, and you already did, so that's <laughs> good. Um, because I think I think that is very true. I I, I think um, so much of you know the if if there is a you know a period or. You're affected by a relationship um, that it does color your your version of the story. And and when you pull it apart and you have to... You know, I I really do believe, you know, even your memories in your past Mm. can be redeemed. Mm. I I think they can Mm -hmm. be healed and that you can come to, you know, a greater knowledge of, you know, your part in it. But also kind of that you have to, I mean... You have to learn to forgive. I mean, life would mm-hmm. suck if you didn't forgive anybody. Mm-hmm. You would just hold resentment against everyone totally. in the world all that's the time. And bad for you. For, for, f- yeah, it's so unhealthy. And it, it just messes up your future relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second part, I I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess I didn't buy it. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> and I'll be fair. Like, it just seemed too easy. It's like, holy shit. Like, she's been basically neglected for her like from her life Mm. and um and and obviously this is a movie that they cannot deal with the complexities and depth of Of parent parent and child relationships so i didn't really i guess i didn't really need it you know but it it you know part of me thought that on the one end like their their discussion was like actually you know in a few words i mean like, I love it when dialogue is very economic, yes, where you can so put I. a very powerful, so I, a powerful idea in in a very natural way, yes. mm-hmm. um, where it was harder to do it on the other side. Like, you know, it's true. Like, you know, and I did get the sense that they were genuinely trying to reconnect with her, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, I, and I don't think it was, you know, I didn't get the feelings just because, well, now our daughter's famous. Let's like love her now or something. I didn't get that no, sense, no. which would have been, which would have been an angle like, you know, that we, I've seen in other movies sure. where the, the, the like the long lost father comes in, sure. and you know, it's like, sure. hey, you're my favorite son. And like, that's like a story element. Um, but I was wondering f- for you, it was there a scene where, that you thought was a key scene between the two lead characters about their relationship, because that's definitely about. Oh. Um, Sasha, that's definitely about Sasha's story yes. about something that was important to her. Um, but was there a part where you thought, well, this, this is a, this is a key point that tells about them or like that there was a sea change of some sort.
0: Well, um, the fight that they had in the Uber pool. All <laughs> right. So actually that's what awesome. I was,
2: yeah. T- yeah. Talk about that. Cause that's kind of what I was. Like, I, I like to play the game, too, with Glenn's movies. Like, I'm trying to figure out what, what is he going to pick as his key scene and if it matches with mine. So oh, I was nice, wondering, nice. like, what, what what, you what you were going to pick. And I was wondering, that was one of my candidates.
0: Yeah, the fight that they had in the Uber pool was pretty awesome. And there's mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of, like, what, part of what's great about it is, like, you can feel there's a lot of sexual tension that is built up there, and they are really riding on that. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. On this, like, crash collision course toward each other. Um, which is great but there's also um, there's also like a a bit of a I think it's sort of a callback to that later on when she is dressing for the event the formal Mm. event
3: Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm.
0: know I'll I'll tell you guys something she said something in that scene and it really struck me um, again it, it really struck me in terms of of Really commenting on the actual safety that they feel in their relationship toward each other, and she, mm. that she feels toward him,
3: mm-hmm. which is that she okay. said
0: she says to him. So basically, the, just to set it up, you know, in the scene, it's the scene where. Um, each of them discovers what the other's plans are going forward. And so Marcus discovers that her plans are to go to New York Mm -hmm. and open her next restaurant because she's done with San Francisco, she's done with that thing. And she discovers that his plans are to stay in San Francisco and keep doing the thing he's always done. And so they have this big confrontation about that. And it gets really heated and they end up saying things, you know, like couples do when they can push each other's buttons and they end up having, you know, saying, saying bad things to each other or, you know, hurtful things. Mm -hmm. And then, and then she goes out of the house and he goes out on the balcony to like continue the fight. And she looks up at him (laughs) and she says point blank, you know, you're a coward, Marcus, like you're Mm -hmm. a coward. And she really calls him out on it. And Mm -hmm. I will just tell you as a female speaking from my hetero experience that is not something that a woman feels safe saying mm. to a man that she mm. doesn't trust completely
3: mm. because okay. that
0: in, in the wrong yeah. kind of male psyche that yeah. can trigger everything from mm. like contempt and disdain to outright violence you know mm-hmm. but she obviously sure. feels Confident enough in herself and safe enough with him to actually be able to say that to him, to call it out, and she's one hundred percent true. I mean, it is—it mm-hmm. is, at least from her perspective. Let's say it is very, yeah. it is very uh, cowardly that he chooses to kind of like stay in the same place and not come with her, and and um, and so and so. I love that. I thought that was great, and I think that moment says a lot about the two of them together, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. It, and it really it, it it hits home for precisely that reason. You know.
1: Well, I think it helps to set up too in the, the way the movie ends where he you know sort of decides you know for whatever you can feel in that moment and we've all been there in, in relationships right You've, you you may have this initial reaction of like how dare you say that to me right right um, but then sort of the upon reflection like no actually this is more important and and I want to come back and and I want us to, to be together and I'm willing to kind of do what it takes to, to make that happen. And if that means that you know i'm (laughs) moving to new york with you um uh i i want to do that and i'm i'm willing to do that and and not just not willing in the pressured into it but wanting it right right um, right sure. and, and he did so. it
0: in baby steps like the cool thing mm-hmm, about that mm-hmm. I thought was that it wasn't a sudden flip like he yeah, actually keeps yeah. leaving her those voicemail messages hey like I'm moving out from my dad's house I have my own that's right house, that's right I forgot and, like, right, about those,
2: that those are painful <laughs> totally yeah yeah but also
0: was like, but
3: also, oh,
2: like how,
0: how cool is it like yeah. they did it via voice voicemail instead yeah, yeah, of like yeah. texting because now nowadays on the like, screen you see a lot of text bubbles coming up yeah, but like exactly. he actually left voice messages narrating what was happening in the action on the screen the montage there you know yeah which was yeah.
2: a cool, a cool kind of old school device, which I love. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's cool. But also that um, he got, and I, I thought this was a, a, a nice scene, was that, so <laughs> So Marcus comes home and he finds out his dad is with uh, Diana Ross impersonator, <laughs> right? <really>? And, <laughs> and, and the, but, but then they have that talk in the kitchen. He's like, I don't need a caretaker. He's right. like... I don't remember exactly what he said. It was along the lines of, you know, we both lost your yeah. mother. But he was also giving Marcus permission to like, you still can honor your mother, but mm-hmm. you don't have to like. She she was like she wouldn't basically he said she wouldn't want that for right. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She she loved you, and she would want you to to live your life. Yeah, to and on. so I think that also g- gave him, you know, because his relationship with his father is kind of cool. I thought, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that definitely, yeah. It was, it was nice to see kind of a good <laughs> a good father son relationship in movies, which we don't always get to see I, I, yeah that seemed authentic yeah, um, I thought um so. but that is his father kind of said it's okay yeah, you know you can yeah. d- do this because because obviously he's you know
1: found somebody too <laughs> yeah no i i I thought so too, and I thought like there were some scenes earlier on that really felt like. The movie was sort of implying that you know Marcus is staying here to take care of his dad, right, and so I think that right. was an important part of that, yeah
0: I just wanted to say. That I just wanted to point out that the woman who plays uh, Sasha's best friend in the movie oh, is, thank you. is an actress named Michelle Buteau who was mm-hmm. pregnant right. with twins oh, my during goodness. the filming oh, wow. of the first part. And she's full on pregnant <laughs> in, the, in the scene. She is so great, by the way. She's another comic yeah. that yeah. everybody, she's got a great stand up uh, special on Netflix and everybody should go and watch it. She's so, mm-hmm. so, so, so funny. Um, and she reminds me, she in particular reminds me very, very much of some of the incredible women that I met when I was living in New York City, when I was mm. on tour for that matter mm-hmm. in New York. She's just so bold and funny and, and real. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got a great perspective. But anyway, I just thought that was heroic that she filmed this most of this movie being that pregnant. It's just yeah,
1: totally. And she was an amazing character in this in this movie. I thought <laughs> she totally was love. so funny, especially you know just the relationship that they have uh, between you know Veronica um, and Sasha yep. have between each, uh, uh, between the two. And I I loved the moment where. Um, uh I was it Marcus? I think I think it was Marcus calling out Sasha for her phone. Voice.
2: Or
0: phone voice. Yeah. Phone voice. Yeah. And,
1: and Veronica comes yeah. in and is like, oh, yeah, that's totally your phone voice.
0: Yeah. She's like, like don't, don't use your phone. phone voice voice me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it is, it's, it's the kind of person that everyone should have in their life, right? That will absolutely call you out on your bullshit. Yep. Um, right. But, you know, from a place of love and, yeah, totally. and affection, you know? Totally, like, yeah. we could all be so lucky to have uh, that, that kind of person in our yeah, lives just oh to keep God, us completely. on track, right?
0: The dialogue yeah. between her and Sasha. Between oh, Monica yeah. and Sasha about like Sasha becoming the godmother is sort of an <laughs> ongoing, like, do the whole movie, and it just gets funnier and funnier until the date is finally Yeah, born, that was good. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. I forgot yeah.
1: about that at the yeah. very end. Oh, am I your. No, you're not my godmother. Of course, you That's are yeah. my godmother.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: all right we have reached that point that i have heard you reach many times in your podcast gentlemen so here we go does this movie save the world
1: chris you want to do a coin flip who who, who, who goes first here i'm happy to go, go first, first. first okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i think i i think you know we, we kind of established up front right uh i don't think anyone on this podcast is you know a super fan of rom-coms right we've we've talked about that um you know there's sort of the formulaic aspect of it you know the the moment that the movie started it's sort of like well these two are going to be together and now it's just how we get there right um and you know if it was just that um i'd probably come down on the side of you know no not really um but i do I, I really i appreciate you know some of the subtleties in uh the relationships between these two characters um uh it's fun to laugh out loud at a rom-com <laughs> you totally. know and, and um i think there were a, a number of moments where that happened um i can't again uh you know say the 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 Kiana, not that Keanu Reeves carries this, because he doesn't. He makes a, a minor appearance, but a very funny one. Um, it's mostly carried by, you know, Ali Wong, uh, Ali, Ali Wong and uh, Randall Park and um, and the chemistry that they have to, uh, together. So I enjoyed the movie. Um, I think, you know, and, and I'll be honest, like, <laughs> I may have been a little bit vulnerable. I happened to watch this while my wife was out of town. Um, and... <laughs> got choked up at the end like you know when they were finally coming together i was like i kind of miss my wife right now (laughs) so so you know despite the sort of formula um i'm gonna come down on the side of yes just because i think I, i think you know it's i think the reasons are subtle and and i think it's you know it's um and a lot of it we've already talked about, so I don't need to kind of retread, retread that ground, but, um, um, it was just, it it, it was a fun watch. And I think it, it it treaded into some areas that we don't see in your typical rom-com. Um, and I think, you know, it's a good uh, example of two people who are their own individuals with their own priorities and their own, you know, uh, uh, Things that are important to them, kind of deciding that you know what we want to come together because um, that's what we want, and we can also do <laughs> the other things that we want to do, and it doesn't have to be. It's not a zero-sum game, right? It's we can uh, we can uh, work that out. So that's that's my answer.
2: Beautifully
0: Chris? said. Beautifully said.
2: <laughs> so we've as um, I stated before, we we did um i actually chose a rom-com which again is kind of outside my wheelhouse as well since it's not a a well (laughs) that i dip in i'm gonna mix all sorts of metaphors do it but it's it's not it's not a well i dip into very often um to be entertained um and that when you know glenn and i have a very (laughs) nebulous (laughs) um Qualifications? For whether it did it save the world or not? <laughs> so we, you true. know, it's it, like we, we don't really have any rules. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, it, in terms of like, it, you know, not all movies just not all movies that save the world have to have a very profound message. That is not necessary. Sometimes just the, by virtue of a of a good story Agreed. is enough because we the, we just don't have enough good stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and. This movie, I thought, was, was well, I mean, it was, I thought it was well-crafted, and I liked the people in it, and I did, you know, I was rooting for them, right? I wanted, <laughs> I wanted them to be together, and I, I was thinking, what would happen if they didn't? How would that, you know, what would that make me feel like? And I, I, and I was like, yeah, I, I guess it wouldn't, you know, technically be a comedy, because comedies have to end when, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, by the, by the Greek definition, um, <laughs> that, the, that the people get together. Um, and there are points in this movie, too, where um, I, I thought were 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 deep that I don't normally see in a standard rom com. Um, you know, I I mean I remember like I think you know I, I remember seeing Harry when Harry met mm-hmm, Sally mm-hmm. like in the theater as a as a young man. I think I um, took a date to see it. Um, thinking that was you know what you do on. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, <geez. laughs> See, back in the day. And I remember day.
2: liking it. Yeah, I, re- I, mean, I remember liking the movie. Um, but I guess it's just some of this is my own kind of view of rom-coms in general. And as much as I like this movie and will recommend it uh, to people who just want to watch a good movie, um, it did not save the world to me Aww. but that's not it's not a contest we don't this is not a win <laughs> or lose situation
3: we're, there, we're, nobody's keeping
2: score that I have more than Glenn does
3: <laughs> the, 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 the nobody knows that
1: no, no one knows <laughs> that your score is 18 to 13
3: <laughs> in favor of you oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, no so we we've,
2: we've, we've both introduced movies that we like but at the end of the day it's like or, or you know it's yeah. um but that's I got to be honest, you know, as much as I appreciated um, getting introduced to a new movie, which I always love, Mm -hmm. um, especially one that I wouldn't normally kind of gravitate to, which I also appreciate. um, But, you know, you get you get to have the final word and maybe we can. That's true. You you get you you get to say why it saved the world if it did uh, for you. So
0: Uh, do you guys mean me? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think we're curious to, to, you were curious to what it was about this movie that, you know, um, did that.
0: Okay. Um, I, or,
2: or didn't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I will tell you why I absolutely believe that this movie saves the world. I think sure. that it tackles some really heavy issues in a way that is authentic, but very, but very light. Mm. Um, but yet, somehow, not superficial. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like there's some deep, rich layers to this movie. I think that is incredibly hard to do under the best of circumstances, mm-hmm. um, and in a rom com, it might be even more difficult. I think every single one <laughs> right. of the performances is stellar and pops off the screen. I mm-hmm. think the directing Agreed. is beautiful visually. Mm-hmm. I loved being inside the world of this film, um, and I love the. I just love the feeling of the movie at the end I love the moment at the very end where she takes him to this restaurant that Mm -hmm. she's opening and it turns out it's not this big flashy celebrity Mm -hmm. crap she's been doing but it's a genuine simple gorgeous kind of home style Asian place I believe it's Korean based on the recipes of his Korean mother that his Korean mother taught Mm her and
2: yeah I was like Kimchi stew. Or yeah, something.
0: yeah, it was like beautiful, you know, and and just really. I think this movie is really very, very from the heart, and I think mm-hmm. it lands in the heart in a very beautiful way. And it's so skillfully directed and written and acted, and just like I, I absolutely think it saves the world. I love yeah. it. I love it.
1: Well, and, and Alicia, to your point about when you discovered this, right, we're all in the middle of pandemic and
0: like, we yes! need something to feel
1: good
3: about, for Christ's sake. Yes. No,
1: yeah, yeah, and absolutely. So,
2: and maybe there is some room then, because it did, for a lot of people who, yeah, were trapped inside their homes Um, Mm -hmm. which was everybody pretty much at least everybody we knew was yeah uplifting happening um, is yeah there is there is there is an argument to be made yeah yeah maybe it did yeah yeah good cool Yeah.
0: yeah Okay, okay, fam. I have a would you rather that I feel pretty good about.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm All, right.
0: All, All right. right. All right. All right. Yeah, me too. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Chris, you
1: Chris, you have to go first since I answered the would you uh, did the same no. <laughs> Dang it, I didn't think about that. That was strategically
2: <laughs>
0: okay, poorly okay. planned. All right. All right, now I get to now, go first. Go first, but dig deep. Dig deep, okay? All uh, right.
2: Don't worry about that.
0: All right, so would you rather be punched by Keanu once a week for a year, or or have to eat in that horrible high concept restaurant every single meal every day for a year.
1: Oh God, I know my answer, but okay. Actually, no. You said dig deep. I'm gonna dig deep.
2: Okay. Yeah, I gotta. All right. I like. I always have like the in, you know the instant you know kind oh of. God. pre God. Frontal cortex mm-hmm. reaction, you know, where it's like, okay, that's my answer, but then I gotta like work through it.
0: Yes, work um, through it.
2: And because I was worried that you're gonna say <laughs> eating Marcus's girlfriend's food.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that would be was, no. That
2: was that's what I was really that's, concerned about.
0: That's not even. I didn't even bring oh that up. That's not
2: even. Like... Oh man. All right, so how long... I have to, a whole year of getting punched in the face by Keanu.
0: A whole year of... Um, or or once how a often week, do I have, Once a week, you get punched in the a, face by Keanu. So 52 Keanu. times, I've thought right? about this. All right. Okay, I've really thought about it. Once a week, you get punched in the face by Keanu, or... For a whole year, or you have to eat <laughs> every single meal three times <laughs> a day for a year from that horrible high-concept restaurant. Go.
2: Okay. I, I Okay. I do have my answer, then. Do I, do I say it, or should I wait to... Like, I'm not going to change it, no matter what you say, Glenn, so it's <laughs> not,
0: no,
1: I've had I've had um, my thinking time on this, so you go ahead. So I, oh yeah, no,
2: I, I I would I would definitely be punched in the face, um, 52 times in a in a calendar. Wow! Well, Does that be calendar year? We could even do it like a you know like a financial year. It doesn't matter to me. But within that time frame, I I would totally take that over having to eat that pretentious awful. Cuisine. I would. Yeah.
1: So, so Chris, I have the same answer, and my my reason is because if I had to eat in that restaurant for three meals a day, I would starve to death. Like they give you one pea as a main course. I can't live off of that.
2: No, that actually go into my thought process that we'd starve to death so I would at least I can't eat and I would a get bubble. to hang out with with Mr.
0: Reeves well, that would be
2: all right well you know? may we would I know just each other. may
0: I just be allowed to say that I already was able to predict my dear friend of 20 years Glenn's answer because because there was not a single item that appeared in that high concept restaurant that resembled anything like a charcuterie board so I already knew he was going to choose to be punched by Keanu I can't eat.
1: eat I can't eat a bubble that floats through the air. Yeah. But, um, I, I, but, but I assume that part of. But that all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I assume that part of the punching would it involve at least we can have a little bit of back and forth conversation, and that's the closest I'm ever going to get to Keanu Reeves. So. Yeah, if that's and this. you also didn't say wh- you didn't say face, did you?
2: Because I wasn't <laughs> thinking I could punch in the oh, face. I'm no, good with no. face. I'm fine with face. No,
0: I. See, I, I thought maybe specify. even the
2: stump. Or the shoulder, or something.
0: Men always um, think about this stuff. So, <laughs> like, it's so incredible like, to me. We, I don't think women were, like that. It's sort of a general. Like,
2: I, just, I mean, I, I just, I just assumed I get to choose.
0: Yeah, yes, I Assume that. I that's huh. Assume not that. Fair. I wasn't specific. Well, it's just like the I cuisine. I don't get to pick.
1: Oh, well, it's it's chef's chef, uh, a chef's menu. It's Keanu's (laughs) choice. He gets to choose where to punch you on one particular day. I think that's the only fair way to do it.
2: All right. But (laughs) I was just going to add, there's, there is one part of that meal that I was watching chef's table or something like that. And somebody literally did that edible bubble (laughs) thing. At a restaurant. Yes, that's like a real that's yes. like a real yes. thing. No. Yes, it's, there's a machine yeah. that
0: makes that.
1: Oh my God.
2: Yes, oh. and I can't remember which chef it was or what you know restaurant or anything like that. Oh man. <laughs> but that-
0: but, like... the, but the thing that got me was the all-black course. So yeah. he goes, oh, here's the midnight <laughs> Oh, I course. know. Which is like, like, it's that disgusting squid ink pasta, which holds no appeal for me. And then something, I think it was like some leaks that were dyed in the same right, ink Right, or
1: right,
2: right. I don't right. know. It was just yep. so
0: gross. Nothing, there wasn't a single appeal. They had the headphones on, listening to the sound of the animal that died.
2: <laughs> that that was oh, seriously one of the funniest things I've
1: seen all oh year.
0: That God. was so awesome. Oh, oh my, so I, I thought
1: that. That is brilliant. I
2: can't
0: believe we oh. forgot
1: about that, where Keanu says something like, I'm sorry, and then keeps eating.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, the headphones are playing the sound of the of the animal dying that they yeah. have. uh oh, That God. they have, uh, so, they have eating. I don't they're know. Eating.
2: That should win, yeah, some sort of an award, you know, some film festival or even higher, you know, whatever, <laughs> just for that alone. Yeah. Because that was, that was, that was so good. And when he sits um, down
0: at the table, he goes pardon me, to the waiter, he goes, but do you have anything on the menu that plays with the concept of time? The time! <laughs>
3: of <Yeah>. time!
0: <laughs> so,
3: no, that was... And,
0: and the waiter,
1: knowing that he has to cater to this highfalutin totally. person, is like, oh yeah, we, we definitely have that. He's like, oh, of
0: course, of course, Mr. Reeves, of course we <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. I forgot how over-the-top pretentious that whole scene was.
0: Fantastic. Um, Just as a really quick (laughs) aside, I will add that um, if you like this movie, you can watch Ali Wong's latest comedy special on Netflix, which I believe is called Don Wong, where she Hmm. actually talks about the shooting of the movie and the background Hmm. of the movie and the stuff that she had to go through to learn to look convincing as a chef on the set. And it's pretty awesome. The routine around it is phenomenal. So you can watch that on Netflix too.
1: all right well this has been a lot of fun alicia thank you for bringing this movie and thank you so much for uh hanging yeah. out with us on this podcast this yes, has been
3: my pleasure yes,
1: so much fun for putting up with these <laughs> and that's been so much fun to to talk about this with you um, and yeah. uh no this was this was great so uh before we uh Part ways. Alicia, what do you have going on? What do you want to plug for the folks out there? Our vast
0: oh, audience my gosh. of fans. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the,
1: the, the fandom.
0: Well, hopefully we can you know work together to increase that for you. Um, first of all, thank you for having me as a guest on your show. This was an absolute well, delight. And thank you pleasure. so much. It was my pleasure, too. And uh, gosh, well, I've already plugged my website. It's alishadara.com. Maybe we can put that in the show notes. If you're interested in hearing more about my personal background and my opinions about you know life, universe, and everything, I do have a substack. You can find me on substack, which is pretty great. And other than that, I'd love to see what people have to say in the comments. I always love to read feedback and interact with that stuff. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, no, I will highly recommend. Uh, Alicia's been putting out some really um, awesome and interesting uh, essays on her sub stack. Uh, it's been a lot of fun cool. to read, um, thank especially um, uh, an interesting perspective on what we might think about uh, <laughs> you know, coming up in the music uh, industry and, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, some really great stuff. So highly recommend yeah. checking Thanks that
0: out. Thanks
1: so much. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Alicia, thank you so much. This has been a blast
0: my pleasure raising
1: the iq of our podcast yeah,
0: exactly <laughs>
1: that's why we gotta have guests on so that we don't sound so so stupid or so we get someone else who knows what they're talking about to speak a little bit more than we do
0: <laughs> i was so honest
1: yeah. <laughs> yes it was honest thank you for calling that out yeah yeah thank we were you trying for... to play it off as a joke but <laughs> yeah <know>. yeah well <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot
2: all right.
0: I'm just kidding I'm just Note kidding. to self I'm just Don't kidding. have her back You guys, your podcast is awesome And thank you for having me as a guest I'll come back anytime Chris, I awesome. make you this promise If I come back again I will try and find I'll even try and find a rom-com That I think will save the world for you How about that? Ooh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right
2: Challenge, challenge On Gloves, the gloves are off All
0: right, all right I'm working right. on it I'll get, I'll get right to work
2: So Mr. Cooper yes. um it was it was fun to have uh, someone <laughs> bring a movie <laughs> to us and you know add a level of um yeah pretty high concept uh-huh. uh, discussion that we had to keep up with yeah, right. she I think she dumbed, dumbed it down enough for us that we could <laughs> <laughs> communicate <laughs> so um moving forward um it is your turn yeah. to uh tell us what's next on movies will save the world
1: well i will be dumbing it down quite a bit i think i'm i was a little (laughs) bit hesitant to pick this movie but the timing of thanksgiving coming up and the holidays um right made (laughs) made me want to pick this movie in addition to the fact that i don't think i've seen this in 20 years so it's a little bit risky because i'm not sure how well it holds up but the movie that i've (laughs) picked it which I think is just going to go into the theme of... (laughs) It's got one of two themes. One theme would be holiday movies. Uh, The other theme could be, is this just a disaster that doesn't hold up at all? Uh, And the movie that I I picked is the Thanksgiving-themed movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from
2: 1987. Yes! I was hoping
1: that's where you are
2: (laughs) going. Oh, good. I was... (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's excellent choice, and um, I am with you. I have not seen this in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So I, it it I I've I've wanted to what what we're doing, and you know, I make, we'll save it for the podcast. But that um, you know, sometimes you know, movies in our recollection and how they've aged are two different things. Totally, so, right,
1: right, right. And I yeah. and I don't know, and and frankly. You know, I've been—I don't know why I've been thinking about this recently, but like I've been watching some like old SNL with like Chris Farley, and just yeah, really missing him. And you know, and, and John Candy is another actor like that that I just—it's a shame. I that, know that he was lost, and that you know we we don't get to uh, we didn't get more um, from some of these really um, amazing talents. Um, oh, totally. And that kind of I thing. know. So and I haven't seen a John Candy movie in so long. Um, so yeah no, either either by and we'll see how it holds up okay all right, all right. well this, folks yeah. <laughs> this uh, this will be interesting <laughs> yes <laughs> well folks thank you so much for listening again check out uh the great alicia dara um alicia dara.com um and you can find her on substack as well um and super happy that she was able to join us for this movie today um yeah those. was that was that was that was cool that was great yeah and uh chris as always thank you for the conversation and if you like the show uh best way to get the word out is just to share it with a friend um or give us a rating and comments on uh, uh, itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so next week we will be listening to the 19 or er, <laughs> listening to we will be reviewing the <laughs> 1987
3: movie planes trains and automobiles